But Tim Cook, CEO of Apple, would be there at 6 in the morning too. And he ended up building this relationship with Tim Cook now and would get invited to Apple conferences. And some guys comes up to him and is like, do you know who that is? He's like, no. Like, he's like, <laughs> they're like, oh, that's the CEO of Apple. He's like, dude, I've been talking to that guy for like five months and I didn't know that he was the CEO of Apple. All right. Welcome back to Recess Podcast. <laughs> okay. Why are you going to laugh at my intro? Right, every time you do your okay, intro, okay, I let okay. you go all nice, okay, whatever. Okay, okay. And then anytime I ever... Like mess up or you I'm not laughing at the intro. I'm not laughing at the intro. Unfiltered I'm podcast. What you did before? Okay, go for aspiring entrepreneurs. All right, we're back with another short episode. Hopefully, I mean sometimes we say that and it doesn't quite go that way, but we're planning for this one to be a little short episode because I keep seeing the same issue in people when they talk to me over and over again, and maybe it's like I just think it's because nobody tells people like to do this. Um, so. Without further ado, I'll get into it. <laughs> okay. <That's>, <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. But, okay. Basically, the people I, I keep talking to people, and they keep coming with the same issues, or they don't even realize their issues. Because, for example, I went to this one thing one time, and I was talking to these group of kids. They were all, like all freshmen, sophomores, and they, all of them, like I talked to ten kids, and they all, every single one of me, to, one of them told me. I said, when I asked, what, what do you want to do with your life? They said, oh, I want to work in consulting after college. <laughs> I said, oh, why is that? They're like, I don't really know. It sounds cool. I'm like, okay, why does it sound cool? They're like, I don't really know. Maybe it's fast-paced work. I'm like, all right, that's not a great reason to go into a career, but whatever. Like, well, what is what is your plan to do after consulting? Or do you want to do consulting for a long time? Like, what is it you want to get from consulting? They're like, I don't really know. Like, I've heard there's good exit opportunities. I'm like, oh, what are the exit opportunities? They're like, I don't know. All 10 kids, I talked to like 10, 10 to 15, somewhere around there. I don't remember the exact remember number, this. but every single kid said the same thing that they want for career aspirations. They said the same thing that they don't understand or know what it is that the career will give them or what opportunities the career will give them or why it is that they even want to do this career, right? And so they've just been brainwashed into thinking this is a good career and so I'm going to do it. Number and there's one. nothing wrong with a career like that as long as you know why you're going into it or have a, some solid reason. So Being, like, intentional. I talked to some of these kids and I tried really hard to find what is it that you want out of your life? I'm not asking about the next two years. I'm not asking about the next like one job you're going to get. What is it that you actually want out of your life? And after some pushing, prodding, they finally like, well, like I want to be rich or I want to be well off or I want to be able to do whatever I want. Oh, okay. Now we're talking, right? So what is it? So the, the first issue is, People don't clearly define their goals, right? And that's a big issue because if you don't have a goal, how are you going to get there? How are you going to get to where you want to be if you don't even know where you want to be? And it's not about saying, oh, I want this and this and this and this and this. It's about just having some type of North Star and it can change, it can move. But just saying like, what is my things I care about in life and how, what do I want to get there? Like, is it that I care about being rich? Is it I care about like, I want a house in the Hamptons? Is it that I want to like, have my own freedom to do whatever it is I want to do. Just at least like deciding family. deciding that, right? And then making sure my actions align with that. Because if I'm just like, well, like I'm just going to do whatever I do. And like if it works out, it works out. Like it's not a very good situation for success. It's not a very good strategy in my opinion. So that's number one. It's finding a goal. Now once you have that goal, the next issue is. Well, well okay. On that note, here's one thing I would say. And like Atomic Habits, right? Famous book. There's a famous quote that's like, um, uh, yeah. oh, classic. Um, oh, we don't rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the levels of our habits and our systems and our day-to-day 
operations, right? And I think I agree with that a lot. I mean, if you're looking at an NBA championship, right? Both teams have the same goal, but only one of them is going to achieve the goal. So is it the fact that they have that goal that's differentiating them from the other team? No, it's it's really the, what they're doing on the day-to-day. But a caveat is there is at least some North Star. They know at least in the end they want to win and now focus on the actual habits and your practices and exactly what you have to do on a day-to-day to achieve that. But there needs to be at least some sort of guiding principle. So okay. it doesn't okay. mean... So, so you, you, you go to the gym and you see a super jacked dude. He's just like ripped, six-pack, jacked. You go to him, hey, how'd, um, how'd you get so swollen? I don't know. It was an accident. That does not happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whoops, I am accidentally swollen now, right? Okay, for, and there's okay. obviously like genetic freaks that are just like happen to be okay, swollen. Okay, let's use me as an example. I have no goals when I go to the gym, but I've been going five days a week for the last few years, right? And now people will ask me that question. How can you do so many muscle ups or things like that? And so how, what would you say in my situation? I don't really have a goal. And now I can... I would say where would you be if you did have a goal? Where okay. so, so you, that's because, a fair question because you don't know right question. and so it's impossible to to say but I would suggest that if you had a specific goal in mind you said I want to do twenty muscle ups in a row so, you'd probably be a lot closer there now than you would be if you're just like randomly going to the gym and doing whatever feels cool and like whatever right it's funny timing with that because I just texted you a few days ago I found out that the world record for muscle ups in a row from some Ukraine dude in 2020 is now 26. So now I have an actual goal over the next like a year and a half of what I want to achieve. Um, so there you go, right? And so who would who would have thought? Like, I mean, who who knows, right? It's impossible to tell. But what if, like, five years ago when you started working out, you said, "I want to do twenty six muscle ups." You'd probably be a lot more dedicated towards getting that there true, than true. you would be if you just like go to the gym. And so I'm not saying if you just like don't have any goals and you are at a good college and you get a good job, you're not gonna be. It's not like black or white where you're going to be either like successful or you're going to be like underneath an underpass somewhere like begging for for money, right? It's not that. It's that like if you don't know what you exactly want to get out of life or not exactly, but if you don't know what you want to get out of life, like the likelihood of you getting there is a lot less than if you have some idea of like this is what I want and this is how I want to get there. That's my thought. Yeah, totally fair. You agree? Yes, I agree. Okay. So now if you have this goal, the second issue I I see with a lot of people – um, is that they never stop and think like, all right, if this is my goal, is it realistic and how am I actually going to do to get there, right? Because a lot of people can say, oh, I want to be rich. And then they'll just like go work a job and like 25 years later be like, look around and be like, oh, what now? Like where am I or whatever, right? And so it's all about saying like, okay, if my goal is I want a house in the Hamptons, right? It's going to cost me a couple million dollars. And maybe I want it before 40, who knows? And so how much money am I going to need in order to buy like a $3 million home in the Hamptons? This is just like an example because a lot of people talk about like that's like quote unquote made it, right? Mm -hmm. Or like whatever it is. Maybe I like want to live in Malibu or something and have like a nice house. So maybe I need to be worth like 10 to $15 million to have a $3 or $4 million home, right? So what's going to get me there? If I'm working at a $100,000 a year job and I'm saving 10% a year in putting in like my Roth IRA, like am I going to – live in the Hamptons realistically? Probably not. No, probably not. Unless you like randomly win the lottery or something, which probably not going to happen. And I, I wouldn't count on it personally. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all about making your actions align with your goals and then having goals in the first place versus just like randomly having, doing some actions and like hoping it works out. 
Here's the cool thing about goals also. Like I coming into college, I had no idea what career I wanted. And so I was like, okay, let me at least start with something. Let me instead of doing nothing, let me at least pick a goal and that goal can change over time. So I was like, okay, consulting, whatever. And so I joined Illinois Business Consulting, ICA, joined these other orgs like Prime. And because of that, I got to meet people like you and other people who now encouraged me to try different things like a podcast or a newsletter or the app, right? Um, And so strive for something and then let that change over time to other goals rather than having no, no kind of goal in mind, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think it's right. it's also good to have like st- structured goals in the sense of monetarily re- like correlated goals because just saying oh I want to be like happy in my career or fulfilled or whatever like yeah sure that'd be nice and like it's good to strive to that but like what does that actually mean what is that and like you're gonna like so for example I keep saying it's not. The money part is important, and I keep saying this on the podcast <laughs> because it is. And if you want to be able to freedom of like having and making your own decisions and not having having to do something because you need to pay for your rent check or pay for your car or pay for whatever, like if you have those things covered, you have the opportunity to look and find the things that actually will bring you more satisfaction. And sometimes the things that bring you satisfaction, enjoyment, and fulfillment – could be a job that gives you money. Maybe, right? If you're lucky or if you end up finding a passion that can pay you. But a lot of times things like that don't pay as well as going and working in investment banking and like hating your life for a couple of years, right? So I'm not saying you have to like sacrifice one or the other, but it can be hard to find the things that actually bring you enjoyment and fulfillment. And a lot of times those things don't involve making – they don't make money for you. And so if you can make money other ways other ways, and make those goals work, then it can like work out a lot better for you. So the second thing I'll say – or the whatever number thing I'm on, I'm saying now <laughs> on my tirade of uh, telling why you should uh, care about money is when you find this goal and you say whatever it is. I'm just going to use the House of Hamptons as like – Whatever. Just in case, just put your goal in replace of this if that's the case, (laughs) if that's what you're listening and you think I have a different goal or you don't know yet. So your house in the hands is your goal. So you need to run the numbers in order to figure out how do I get there, okay? And it, it, it's pretty obvious. Like to to me, it seems obvious to like, oh, I'm going to run the numbers and say like, how do I get there? What do I need to do to get there? Like, but do people, I mean, it seems crazy to me that people don't do that, but like you should be doing that. You should be running the numbers like, I can't tell you. I like once a month, like go on like calculator.net, financial calculator. Like this is how much investment I need to make to make this much money at this age and like do this at this rate of return, all this stuff. So I'm doing this like constantly. So it seems okay, crazy so, to me so aren't. you and I are like what, finance majors. We're interested in business. We've looked into the stuff. Where should people go? People don't want to hire like a wealth manager or something like that. Where should they go to actually run these numbers if they have no Excel experience? If they what, – what's that site you just said? OK. So, so go on Google. And look up finance calculator. It'll pop up and it'll have a bunch of different ones. Some of them are easier to use, some of them aren't. You can find what works best for you. I like So over this there you can just put cost of house in the Hamptons here and then reverse engineer it. Or I'm saying is there specific tools for that? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There, there's plenty of them, right? Um I can put something in the description of this podcast to like help you find. But if Let's you just look up Google Finance Calculator and you go on there and you say, All right, I need this much money. So you put in final value of this much money or whatever, and then you say, like, my investment returns, just put in 8% a year because 
the stock market on average for the last like 150 years has returned 10 percent and you're just going to be conservative in your yes, view and say seven. like eight percent a year right right and then you put in how many years so how many years do i want it to take me to get this house to get this right and then you put in how much money you have now which is like your Principal. present present value whatever so if, say if i have zero dollars in my name right now i put zero okay then i put I calculate it and say, how much payment do I need to put in every month in order to get to my goal? Um, you can also do it another way. You can say, how long will it take me if I invest this much? So you can just do it for a different variable, which is like how much, how long it'll take me um, to get there at this rate of investment, right? So you do that. That's the the way to do it, right? And then you could obviously juice those returns by doing things like we talk about on this podcast, like starting your own business or um, investing into like other things besides that, like investing into yourself, getting more skills, building up your career, making more money, things like that, right? So you can juice this and make it give you more returns and get to your goal faster or get to a bigger goal or whatever it is, right? So I'm gonna tell you my strategy. That's also towards, one way to quantify to know if your business is doing well, right? Like you might be getting a certain cash flow every month and you have no idea, like, is this good? Is this bad? Am I gonna reach my goals with this? Now, if you import that business cash flow, into this system, you know exactly, you have something to compare that to, something to benchmark of, is this a good amount of cash flow for me to get in order to achieve this goal of getting the house eventually? Yeah, same thing with if it's like a business or a career or a job or whatever it is. Is this working out for me? Or you can even say like, am I spending too much every month to get to my goal? And I'm not saving at all. Like I know I should be saving, but like, ah, whatever. Like I want to live in a nicer apartment and have a nicer car or whatever. And so like, am I, are my actions aligning with my goals? You can figure it out pretty quickly by doing this calculation. And mm-hmm. it's pretty simple to do. It's like putting a couple lines in on your this this website that'll tell you exactly what to put where. Yeah. Right? So basically, I think that's the base way to do it. But for a lot of these people to say, like, you know, I want to get rich or I want to do this and that, like, maybe their career isn't quite getting them there. And so what what do people do? Like at certain life, big life events, that's when we'll stop and like reassess. Like, oh, where am I at? How am I doing? Like, I turned 30 this year. Where am, how am I doing? And I feel like that's a bad way to go about it because like if you're waiting until you're 30 to look around and say, how am I doing on my goal? You waited like 10 years too mm-hmm. late when you could have been doing it when you were 20 and then you 21, 22. And every year you can just like reassess or every couple of months you can reassess. Like, am I actually getting where I want to be? And if I look around and say, you know, I'm working this job that's like not going to get me to my goal, Right. And if my goal is to be a multimillionaire, then like if I'm going to work a job that's making me 40k a year, I'm not going to get there. And, and you also don't have to wait till you're 20 either, dude. We did a, I did a podcast with Casper the other day. Mm-hmm. This man was making these decisions at age 14. At 14 in his like uh, middle school or high school bathroom, he was like, "How can I trade options and how can I make money to give myself financial freedom?" Literally, <laughs> it's never you're never too young to start thinking about these things. Right, also. and the younger the better because with compound interest, if you'll see that you'll see it on the graph when you go in, in financecalculator.net for anyone that doesn't know about this already, you'll see it and you'll see it'll have a line. It's going up in a very steady number. And that's the money you're putting in every month. It's just going up a very steady number. And then you'll see the money that you actually have in your like portfolio. And it'll be like growing pretty slowly, pretty slowly. And it'll start going faster and faster and faster. And it'll go up and up and up. And you'll be like, holy cow. And the difference between the line of what you put in and the line of where it's at, you just get farther and farther apart. And that's because the compounding of, of the money that you're getting back is insane. So I, saw, I heard the analogy today. It's like, it's like a train. So you're getting a train. It's going 
faster and faster and faster and faster. And that's your returns because they're growing and growing and growing. But people forget that you keep putting money in. So you're pushing the train at the same time. Yeah. As it's going faster and faster. You keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And so at, at some point, that train gets so big and so fast that you can't even stop it. And it's huge, right? And that's mm-hmm. the power of compound, in, like compound investing, right? So my strategy is uh, to running those numbers and to making like the goals work out is first of all, like keeping all reoccurring expenses low, right? So whether that's like an apartment or like cars, not having those reoccurring uh, expenses like being high because once they get high, then you have all these things that you have, you're like kind of a slave to. Like I'm, I have to make this much money to like live in this apartment, right? And so now Larry Geese talks about this all the time. He says like, in college, you only spend like what twelve, thirteen, hundred, fourteen hundred bucks a month, and then you get out of college and you make all this money, and you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna live a bigger lifestyle, a better lifestyle." But then what happens is you have all these things that you're like stuck to paying for that you can't take risks now, or you can't invest the rest, or you're you're basically stuck now because you have these things you're paying for over and over. And, over, and right? the thing is, a lot of people. So I'm watching this uh, TV show. Um, it's on Netflix. It's like a top ten in the country right now. It's called How to Get Rich. And this guy basically comes in with these real-life clients, and he helps them basically manage their money, and it's pretty neat. And a lot of the case studies so far, I'm about an episode in, they don't even know what they're spending on. They're making good money, but they're remaining poor because they're not financially free because their money is just going into these reoccurring expenses that they had no idea. And so I I use uh, both Mint and Truebill. Those are both two free options online where you can connect all your bank accounts, all your investment accounts. And you can see exactly where your money is going. It'll give you warning signs of like, you have this payment upcoming in 10 days. Do you still use this or do you want to cancel the subscription? So there's these tools now that are free and very, very good user interfaces that help you keep track of all of this stuff instantaneously. So that would be another suggestion. If you haven't tried one of these yet, just connect your bank accounts. It's pretty secure. (laughs) And just see where your money is going and where your money is coming from. Having that understanding helps. Yeah, I agree. And keeping those low could be as simple as just like living with roommates and like choosing the smallest room. I did that last summer. We lived together and I was like, oh, give me the room that like sucks. I don't care. Like I'll take it. And I paid less. And so I saved money. And so um, it helped me get towards my goals because I didn't have that reoccurring like extra couple hundred bucks a month that I was like have to pay and rent. Right. So it can be as simple as that. Just keeping those reoccurring expenses low so that you're, you're nimble with your finances so you can like jump on opportunities when they come or that you can take risk with your life because you don't have all these things that you're slave to of like, oh, I have to pay for my big apartment, so I can't quit my job because now I have all these high high expenses that I have to keep covering. And even if you don't want to cancel all these different subscriptions and the things you use in life, at least be aware of where your money is going and what you're spending. You know, The awareness is what I think I used to lack a lot. And it was like I would not even know how I'm spending my money, so I would just spend it. But it, once I had an idea of where my money was actually going, I became a lot more cognizant about – what I want to do with this. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I personally try not to cheap out on experience related activities. So that means if I'm like, my friends want to go on like a vacation or something, like I don't want to cheap out on that because those experience like that, they can help you in the long run to open your mind to new, like new things that you would have thought of otherwise, or um, maybe meet new people that you wouldn't have have otherwise. And we talked about this in in one of our pods. It's called, um, optimal position for getting lucky and it's how like if you spend a little bit more money on like your gym and go to a nicer gym you can meet more people or if you instead of just like people say like save all this money by making coffee at home like if you go to a coffee shop every day and like 
talk to people there. You could meet somebody or like whatever and you yep. can make friends or you can have like some business or your quality of life is even a little bit better. So yeah, prime example of that was Sahil Bloom. He's like this famous Twitter guy. He would go to the Equinox in California at 6 a.m. every day, which is a, one of the most expensive gyms, not because you're getting better workout equipment. That's so marginal, right? But Tim Cook, CEO of Apple, would be there at 6 in the morning too. And he ended up building this relationship with Tim Cook now and would get invited to Apple And some guy comes up to him and is like, do you know who that is? He's like, no. Like, he's like, <laughs> they're like, oh, that's the CEO of Apple. He's like, dude, I've been talking to that guy for like five months and I didn't know that he was the CEO of Apple. Yeah, so I'm probably making a fool of myself. Sometimes and now they're like good friends, right? And so, those kinds of yeah, experience. so it's like, it's not just, I'm not saying be cheap, right? When I say like lower your recurring expenses, I'm not saying be a cheap guy, like, whatever not like live in poverty or like just just so you can save a little bit of extra money so that you can be rich one day it's about lowering the things that like don't really matter and not spending money on those as much and spending the money on things that really do matter mm-hmm. so that you can get to the life that you and want to do live, matter basically. to you every for everyone that's different like yeah, for right. me food food is something that i prioritize spending more on to get like the organic or the healthier options sometimes. I know you don't believe in that shit, but anyways. <laughs> yeah, you might be a little misguided on the, the whole uh, organic But that's what thing, matters but... to me, and so I will spend more money there, and then I'll save in other places, you know? Right, exactly. So, so it's like where is my dollar actually going to make me the most happiness or enjoyment or fulfillment? And taking my, my dollar and spending it there versus spending it on something that I actually really like. Do I really care about having a nicer place, like a nicer apartment to come ho- home to every night when I'm like literally barely even there because I'm working 80 hours a week? Like does it really matter? Nah, probably not. Like, it to doesn't you. change my quality of life yeah. for me personally. It doesn't change my quality of life that much. And of course, I'm not gonna live in like the like places getting yeah. shot up every week or whatever. But like, yeah, that's that's like the whole idea behind it. And then the next the next thing I would say is to like, for me, is dollar cost averaging like a set amount of my like salary every single month. So at least ten percent for me. And dollar cost averaging just means that like every month I'm putting in a certain amount. And it's not like I'm just like buying huge sums of like this or that or whatever. Right? Basically, you can't time the market. So instead of just waiting for the low, it's like you put in a set amount every month so that no matter where the market is, it's still – you assume that it's going to Yeah, it's this the whole market. concept of like paying yourself first, right? So mm-hmm. there's two there's two things you could do, right? You get your post-tax salary. You make – maybe say you make $5,000 a month. And you say, okay, I have $5,000 a month. That means I could spend 2000 bucks on – uh, or fifteen hundred bucks on an apartment. I can spend five hundred bucks on groceries. I can spend five hundred bucks on my car. I can spend two hundred bucks on my thing, and then like the rest, I'll like spend like going hang out with friends or whatever, and then I'll invest some some money. But you'll never invest. And then if that's last. Somebody asks like, "Hey, you want to get a burrito?" You'll be like, "Yeah, dude, I'll get a burrito for sure." Or like somebody says, "Oh, oh do you want to move to, like this little nicer apartment? Like we we should be close to our friends, whatever." And you say, "Yeah, dude, I got money, whatever." The other person says, "Okay, before I even start." thinking about any of my expenses, any whatever, I'm going to take 10% and I'm going to put it away. Never see that money. So now instead of having $5,000, I have 4500 bucks. So now instead of getting the $2,000 apartment, I'm going to get the 1250 apartment, right? And then I can build it off that way. And then now you have the always thing. that investment's going in, no matter what. And I don't even see it. I don't, doesn't matter to me. It doesn't you change my life, really, because so it's automated, it. right? So I don't even, because instead of paying my landlord, paying the grocery store, paying my my uh, car insurance, paying my phone bill, paying all that stuff. You're paying everyone else except you're never paying yourself. And so it's about paying yourself first and saying, I'm going to set myself up for success. And I used to think, like back in the day, I thought pay yourself first means first have fun with your money. <laughs> um, so if, if anyone else has that misconception, <laughs> put it into a IRA or whatever you want to do with that, to some sort of investment account. 
so then my next part of my strategy um, is to take my – if I get a bonus, whatever job I'm doing, I'm going to take that entire bonus I'm going to put into an asset each year. So I'm going to get one asset each year. Um, that asset for me would be like a real estate purchase. It could be for you something else. Um, we can leave that for a different pod about like different assets to buy or whatever um, if people are interested in that. But for me, it's a real estate asset, so I'll buy a real estate asset every year. And then the rest of the time that like other people would spend – watching TV or like scrolling down Instagram, I want to spend like either number one, starting a business or number two, learning about different things or doing this podcast, right? So that's my strategy. So I'll I'll repeat it real quick just for people. Um, Keep my recurring expenses low. Don't cheap out on experiences. Dollar cast averaging a set amount into the S&P 500 and then taking my entire bonus or whatever money I've saved up throughout the year and investing into an asset and then take the rest of my free time to either build a business or um, learn about business. And then by the end of 10 years, hopefully I'll have like a significant chunk of money in the SP 500. I'll have 10 assets. And by asset, he means not a depreciating one like a car, something that will generate cash flow in the future. Right, correct. So I have 10 assets and say each one cash flows like a couple hundred bucks a month. That's like a couple grand a month, right? That I'm getting pa- passive income a semi-passive income or whatever. And then hopefully I'll have like a business, like maybe the podcast will be taken off and like in 10 years we'll be like interviewing Absolutely. super cool people and like maybe making some money off of it with like Elon. ads or whatever. Elon, Elon will get, I, I don't know about Elon, maybe he'll Elon. be, what do you think he'll be doing in 10 years? He'll be, in, he'll be on Mars. We'll zoom him in. No so way he'll be on Mars. We'll, he'll be riding we'll around in his like invisible cyber truck that's like not even <laughs> real or something. Um, probably pissing a bunch of people off. Yeah. But anyways, that's like that's kind of like the, the that's kind of my strategy, and I think this strategy ensures a couple different things. It like I'll maximize my like own happiness by like spending on the fun experiences that I have, and like not skimping out on those and not saying no to those. But it also means I'll I'll gain like some ownership of assets that'll pay me money, um, and I think this is better than like the average uh, like retirement model which is basically like rising grind like dollar casting some money of your income each month and on like autopilot and then like hoping it works out eventually but taking that out i think and just like putting some money into the s&p 500 buying assets and then like lowering my recurring uh, expenses and spending the money on things that i actually want and like versus just things that are like not really gonna Mm -hmm. raise my quality of life that's how i think about it so I don't know if this is as short of a pod as Take I thought it was going to be. Take a guess how long but... it was. Oh, you just looked at your watch. Uh, like 20 minutes? Yeah, 26 minutes. Ooh, longer than I thought. But that was good. I think it had a lot of tangible nuggets in there. Yeah, I guess to to bring it back and talk about it really quickly before we end is basically like make sure you have a goal or something that you want to get out of life. And that can always be changing, but at least have something that you're going to go for versus just saying, well, I, I think I'm going to do this because everyone else says it's cool. Because that's not really a good strategy to get what you actually want out of life. And number two, once you have that goal, reverse engineer it and say, this is actually what I need to do to get there. If I'm not on my way there, I need to make a change. And realizing that and making a change and doing what you actually need to do to get to where you actually want to be and making sure actions align with the goals you have, you're much more likely to actually get where you want to be than if you were just go willy-nilly and hoping it works out. Exactly. Right. So. Just like the guy that goes to the gym and like, just does like whatever me. he feels like, like versus the guy that has like a, a specific goal of like, I'm going to get better at this and this and this and working specifically towards those and then maximizing their 
route towards that goal, they're probably going to get a lot further. I'm going to keep so doing me and then I'll very few, more than you soon. Don't yeah, worry. very few people <laughs> get super successful on accident. Very few people get super fit, super jacked on accident. They didn't like just eat pizza and they were very disciplined when they got there. Um, so if you want to so, look like Jacob, set some goals. <laughs> don't, <laughs> you should have higher goals than that. <laughs> so basically two steps. Number one, awareness, right? Get a, get mint, get true bill, look at your actual finances, understand where your money is going, where your money is coming in. And then step two, take action, figure out how from there you want, you cre- create these goals of here's where I want to achieve. Here's what I want to buy. And in, in 30 years from now, how do I figure out how to get there? And this is the life I want to live. This is how much I'm going to need to get there. Put it in the calculator, figure it out. Boom. That's the pod. All right. See ya.